Good Friday morning. We've made it through another week, and uh, today we're moving on in Luke's Gospel. Uh, We're going to be starting in chapter 2, verses uh, 1 through 21, and this um, section is uh, telling the birth of Jesus. And we're going to uh, read this incredibly familiar story, uh, hopefully, Uh, with open eyes and hearts so that uh, the Spirit of God can awaken us to um, new truth and new insight as we we look into this uh, passage that we all know so well. Uh, If you've been around the church for very long, you've heard this story told and retold for most of your life. And um, we've talked before about the risk of familiarity with the Word of God, and that is that we think we know the story, and so we don't listen with the proper attentiveness. And so uh, let's pray today, and let's agree today that we'll uh, come at these familiar words with a unique attentiveness, uh, hoping that God will um, reveal some new insights and that we'll see uh, this story with an exciting new lens Um, It is a wonderful story. Uh, Every time I read it, uh, my heart sort of spills over with joy uh, because the very announcing of his birth uh, is uh, such a beautiful reminder of the great treasure we have in Christ. But the reality of his birth is that Jesus sort of sneaked into our world. Um, I remember Chris Tomlin and... uh, Another Christian artist uh, a couple years ago had a song called Winter Snow. And the whole idea uh, behind that song was to uh, consider the quiet way Jesus entered our world. Um, Even as this uh, uh, section of scripture accounts, very few took notice, (laughs) actually. Uh, most kings and uh, royal people are born with uh, fanfare, and the whole world is paying notice and waiting with bated breath on the birth of a new uh, royal child. Um, and we see that in our day with uh, the young princes in England who are having uh, children with their spouses. And um, uh, it seems the whole world is attentive when one of those babies is is being born. Uh, But Jesus sneaked in. Uh, He was quiet. Uh, Really was like a winter snow. If you've ever sat in your kitchen at the table watching out the window as the snow is falling, um, there's a rhythm to it, uh, but it is very slow and very patient, very quiet. Um, It seems as though the earth is blanketed in silence when it's snowing. And so uh, today uh, we'll be reminded that Jesus really did kind of sneak in. and um, But those who noticed, oh, what a glorious, glorious sight um, and what a glorious recognition of the king of the universe being born and uh, coming to our sphere uh, to communicate to us the great love that God has for us. So as we consider these things and before we get into the scripture, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Um, And uh, par for the course, uh, you do what we would least expect uh, to accomplish your purposes. 
Um, we would expect that you send a conquering king who takes up uh, earthly power and crushes his enemies, but instead you sent us a baby. <laughs> Quiet, helpless, um, little baby. And uh, his birth went relatively unnoticed in the world. And yet this is how you chose to uh, enter our sphere. And so, Lord, the reminder is that we must pay attention. Uh, We must tune in to what you're doing um, because sometimes it's not so obvious. So give us attentive hearts today as we read your word. Uh, We want to glean what you have for us. We want to see you as you are. Reveal yourself to our hearts through your word today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, the birth of Jesus, Luke 2, 1 through 21. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Now, there really is a lot going on in this passage. Um, One thing... Early on in the section uh, that stuck out for me that I'm sure I've seen before, but today it really um, it really seemed clear um, was in verse five when they were preparing to go uh, register for the census. It says he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. So. The account is acknowledging the fact that they were betrothed, they were fiancés, but not yet married, and she was pregnant. And while they were there uh, in Bethlehem, uh, the time came for the baby to be born. Jesus was born 
uh, to an unwed mother. And it really uh, stuck out for me this morning, the truth of that reality. Um, So not only did God, again, back to the clear way that God works in Scripture doing the thing we'd least expect, (laughs) we would not expect the king of the universe to be born to an unwed mother. And yet that is part of Jesus' storyline. And that is so interesting to me um, because we see throughout Jesus' ministry that he was touching the lives of people who, from the lens of culture and the lens of society, were often on the margins, often people who uh, were outcasts, people who were untouchables, people who the rest of society looked down their noses at. Um, I think of the lepers that he encountered. I think of the woman at the well. I think of the woman with the bleeding disorder who reached out to touch him in her ceremonial uncleanness and found great healing. And here we see in Luke's account uh, part of the storyline that I think we often gloss over, and that's the reality that Jesus was born to an unwed mother. Now, betrothal in that culture was important, um, and it was a significant thing. But they were not yet married, and so that's part of the storyline. Again, God doing what we would least expect (laughs) to accomplish his purposes. And so that caught my attention this morning as we were reading. Um, And then the shepherds. So the announcement is made to this group of men who were professional shepherds. They were out in the fields as they would always have been. And the announcement comes first to them. Interestingly, as we move on in the story, and they have this beautiful encounter with the angels from heaven that sing this song, and they're witnesses to all of this um, as the rest of the universe uh, misses this moment. Uh, But then these shepherds become the first evangelists. Uh, So uh, it says that when the angels left them and went back to heaven, the the shepherds said to one another, let's go and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has told us about. So their curiosity uh, sent them on a search for the Messiah. And they hurried off and they went and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, (laughs) they became the first evangelists. Luke tells us they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Mary treasures these things up in her heart. Every one of these events takes her back to the moment when she was told about Jesus being born to her, that she would uh, give birth to the Messiah, that the Spirit would conceive the child within her. And now she has more things, more details about Jesus' life to treasure up in her heart as she continues to really try to zoom in on God's plan and figure out what's going on. The shepherds returned (laughs) after their first uh, evangelistic uh, adventure, uh, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. God's word is specific. It's spot on. When God says he will do something, he does it just as he says he will do it. Um, And... Uh, his word is spot on. Um, he, his promises are true. He will carry out 
perfectly what he says he will do. And then at the close of the passage, we see that according to Jewish custom, Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day. And just as Zechariah and Elizabeth were faithful in naming John as the angel instructed, Mary and Joseph are faithful in naming Jesus just as the angel had instructed. And so their obedient hearts led them to do just as God told them because they trusted him. And hopefully, as we trust the Lord more, uh, our obedience shaped in us by the Holy Spirit's activity uh, transforming us will be willing and ready as well. Well, my friends, God bless you. Uh, carry some of these insights in your heart. I would love to hear uh, any feedback from uh, those of you that listen uh, about your own insights and the way the word is speaking to your hearts as well. As we prepare for a weekend, I pray that God will give you rest and comfort and some Uh, fun and frolic as well as you enjoy the weekend together with the people in your life that you love most. And uh, remember, as always, to stay close to the heart of Jesus. He loves you so much, and he came for us to show us. God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up again on Monday.